Which Premier League football team has conceded the most goals in the history of the competition? Welcome to episode 45 of the Ball and All podcast. You got myself, Flows. BNF, Ben No Filter. MK is not with us today. He's, well, I don't know if right now, but he'll be witnessing the miracle of life at some point. Not himself. <laughs> his missus will be, will be bringing forth his first child, so, or their first child. So, uh, congratulations in advance to him. So, before we get into the weekend of a lot of football, like mad games of football, uh, the question. Yeah. Uh, recap, which Premier League team has conceded the most goals in the history of the competition? Right. And, okay, give me a clue. Are they still in the Premier League for next season? They are still in the Premier League for next season. I'm just thinking which team got a lot of goals back again. <laughs> but think about it, we're talking all the way through. Okay, give me another clue. Um, What part of England? Is that too big? I think that's too big, but I will tell you that they have never, they've never been relegated. That doesn't help me. (laughs) It it narrows it down a bit though. Okay, if if that's the case, I'm just going to, a team that I think is a big, I'd say like a Chelsea. Is that, is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. That's what you're saying. I'm not giving them no respect. (laughs) Um, All right, so, the answer is actually Everton. Oh. Yes. <laughs> um, How many goals? 1,309. <laughs> but That's Chelsea cool. are in the top 10. Of, well, no, Chelsea are one have of only... Have you got only, like, the top three? I've got the top three. I've got the top three. But Chelsea are one of only... Only nine teams have conceded more than 1,000 goals in the Premier League. And Chelsea are in that list. Interestingly enough, so Liverpool and Arsenal. Well, so, I suppose so who are the top three? The top three... Number one, obviously, for 1309 is Everton. Number two, with 1302, Tottenham. Oh, wow. Until very recently, until I think, I think until the end of this season, they actually had the record for most goals conceded. Mm. I know they held it in 2018 and 17, definitely, and at some point this year. And number three is West Ham with 1268. Because, yeah, Everton and Tottenham are the only two that have let in over 1300 goals. Fair enough, fair enough. So, but yeah, Chelsea, you guess Chelsea. Chelsea, I think they're like 1,001 or something like that. They're, I think they're quite low down in the list. To be honest, I, I didn't give that enough thought because I just thought, okay. Yeah, yeah, you thought, who, who's been in there? Who, who's not relegated time. and who's been there the whole time and who would have considered more goals? I was like, yeah. definitely not going to be Back United. in the day, yeah. The teams that had worse, like top five, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. who would have conceded more than whoever. Yeah. yeah, Chelsea are number nine with 1,001 and Arsenal have got conceded 1,005. So United, I don't know, like literally this is only the teams, the only ones I looked at were the ones that did over a thousand. I think, if I'm correct, a couple of years ago, United were like, like 800 and something maybe, Mm. but that might just be me, that might, yeah, I might be imagining that. I'm actually kind of surprised that City aren't in this list, but then I suppose they did yo-yo up and down. I was going to say, maybe they got relegated. Let's get on to uh, this weekend of football, like, aside from those European qualifiers, them. Obviously, we had the Nations tail end. League. Yep, semi-finals, finals. Um, what England versus Netherlands, which well, people thought maybe it was coming home. 
And to be honest, I think people have realised nothing's coming home for a while. <laughs> nothing's coming home for a while because it seems it's still that problem where, especially with Netherlands, mm-hmm. having the team they have with the Champions League winners in there, a couple of them in there. Yeah. Then you've got the, you know, the young promising delict and. You know, the Ajax squad in there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you've got the French from the Depays and whatnot. You know, they look like they're doing bits. Whereas England, on the other hand, it's, it's weird because they had a better run getting into... Yeah, yeah, the, the getting to the semi-finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of, um, I think is England won three, drew once. Yeah, 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 yes. Yeah, Holland drew twice. But that's the thing. Holland had to beat France and Germany to get here. England, yeah, England had Spain. And Croatia. Croatia. Yeah, Croatia as well. But yeah. it, I don't know. It's just, when you look at the team, the, the front, they look, is it top heavy? More so because the back, the back for England is terrible. And even the um, midfielders, there's not enough creativity in that. So the ball was very stagnant. Well, that's the thing. I wanted to talk about the midfield because he started off with Barkley, Delph and Rice, which... It was weird for me. I mean, I guess people were out. Like, who he had on the bench was Dyer, Henderson, um, yeah, Ali and Lingard. Like, he didn't, he didn't play, he played more of a flat midfield three. Um, he didn't play, he didn't play an attacking midfielder. Delph actually thought, did all right, I thought, but for a semi-final of a competition, it just seems like that's a lightweight midfield there. And I think that's the problem. I mean, obviously Stones wasn't great, but, you know, with your Maguire, your Walker, and even your Chilwell in there, that should be a, a pretty solidish defense. They've played together for a while now as well. Even throwing stones in there, they've played together for a while. They've got experience of playing together. I think the midfield was where he broke it up. And whereas you know this uh, this Netherlands team, they've played together. They know what they're doing. Uh, uh, my thing is, obviously, he's gone with some sort of. I wouldn't even say um, um, form. With the fact that he's got Rice in there, because Rice has done well in the Premier League, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think why is Barkley in there? Because you True. did mention we've got Ali, um, yeah, you've got Lingard even. So, but those are the guys he went to during the World Cup as well. Like this, this four three three is not really. It, it seems like he changed it up a little bit from what he usually went for. The thing is, when this the system is um, effective, it's when you've got someone really creative to make those. Put those balls in for you know your more pacey players or um, like Sancho and Sterling to get onto it yeah, to yeah, create something yeah, for someone yeah. like Rashford or Kane whoever is in the middle. But it, I mean, the first half, second half, it, they just seemed. I mean, it was a penalty England got. Yeah, yeah, it was a penalty at the very beginning. That um, you know, obviously that was just that was a mistake from uh, a mistake from from the licked. Um, yeah. But after that. They weren't really in the game. The thing I noticed... It was a bit of a mixed game. It was a bit of a mixed game. But in the end, it just... Holland looked the better team. But they were yeah. all playing a bit shoddy here and there. But from that extra time, when that started off, Holland just looked like they knew what they were doing and England were lost. But I think England, the longer the game went on, the less of a factor England were. I think in the first half and then at the start of the second, even though they were still under pressure, they were kind of putting some attacks together. The thing that I noticed was England couldn't get the ball out from the back like... Netherlands were pressing them hard and they had no answer to it. And that's why, again, I think you didn't have a guy like with that midfield three and with Delft being more of a deeper line player, they didn't really have that guy like, say, like that Ali or that Lingard who they could ping it to to like link up that midfield and that attack. Well, no, they were, they just seemed a bit flat and a bit deep. But then my question is, where do England go from here? Because um, one thing I was going to say is, even with Harry Kane, 
We saw that from the World Cup. Harry Kane did get a lot of penalties, but that's just taking penalties. In terms of an effective all-round team where you know your striker's doing this and that, to get you opportunities to get the goals, what do they do from here? Because it just seems like they need more. If you've got players like, forget Barkley or Delph, like even um, Rice, then there's no one actually creative in that midfield. So you might no. need to lessen that and have more of your attackers. So you're putting, you know, the other team on the back foot most well, of the time. I guess if you're going to have Rice like sitting in front of the back four, then again, like you need, yeah, you need somebody create again. And, you know, for all as, as good or as bad as they can be, as hot or as cold, again, looking at Ali and Lingard, those are your kind of creative attacking midfielders that you have to put in there. And then someone like a Barkley is your your box to box guy, I guess. But I think yeah, are they, are they looking at like a four one two three kind of thing, or do they want two guys sitting back with Rice and then four attackers like a four two one three? Um, I think talking I think about that... Kane and stuff like that. Again, we need they're going to need their guys that are going to be continuing to be in form. I mean, obviously towards the tail end of the the season, Rashford who started the game, his form went went down um, you're going to hope that picks up you're going to hope Lingard's form picks even Ali his form wasn't great there um, Barkley hasn't really like he started off quite well like when when uh, Sarri started introducing him into the team again nothing really there Delph is a bit part player for City so although he had a good game I thought Delph actually had quite a good game puts himself about so yeah there's, there's still a lack so if you don't have that creative midfield, what do you do to get around that? And I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer would is. You, would you liken Sancho to be a forward or do you think he can be a forward slash winger? Sancho? Mm. Because <sighs> I've been thinking in terms of... I know obviously it's a different era of football, but is 4-4-2 really gone out the window? Because a team like England, if you had someone like maybe Rashford and Kane or Wilson even and Kane, you have that difference in player and Harry yeah, Kane yeah, yeah, yeah. can drop down and do whatever he does in the middle like mm. almost a number 10 not as a number 10 but in that role pick the ball up move up then you've got someone like Sterling on the wing putting the ball in or cutting in and you've got Sancho so they've got that almost full on attacking you've got someone like Rice and maybe even Hendo so wait you're playing Sancho as a, as a right midfield like as, yeah. as a right yeah rather than a right wing like a right midfield like yeah. four across the middle it's interesting because I'm pretty sure isn't that what they did against Spain? Not with Sancho. I don't think Sancho wasn't in the team at that time, but they played Kane and Rashford up front. Um, oh boy, let's see. I'm sure that they played like a four-four-two-ish formation. It's it's interesting because that like when I think about that formation, I'm like, I guess it's it doesn't seem as versatile as as some of the other formations now. Your four-five-ones, your your three-four-threes, your your four-three-threes. I, I think the four-three-three that they're doing now is good, but the personnel in the midfield I don't think are good enough. So then where are your goals coming from? Because if you've not got like an Ericsson, you know, someone that yeah, can yeah, 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 move the ball about it. one and then someone yeah. that can pass the ball perfectly almost or find some creative pass, what do you have in your system? No. Because you've got like um the French, you've got Pogba, you've got Matuidi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. He's system. So you've got the different dynamic in the guy that'll get the ball moving about, the guy that'll get that magic yeah, yeah, pass. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... I don't know if that system can be utilised well with that team. I think, and maybe that is the case. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's a return to basics because they don't have that create. Because yeah, if you four four two is the standard football formation and it isn't for creativity, it's just guys finding spaces and you try and pass your way through or kind of bum rush your way through. I just looked at it and in that Spain game, they played Kane and Rashford up front, Sterling, Winks, Dyer and Barkley behind like 
Wings, Dyer and Barkley kind of in a flat three and Sterling just ahead of them. And then your four, your Chilwell, Gomez, Maguire and Trippier. So to all intents and purposes, it was a 4-4-2 and they beat Spain 3-2. Mm. So maybe you're right. It's a case of they return to basics. Because, because yeah. I was going to say, you look at the, um, the next game, Switzerland. They played like a 4-2-3-1. Nothing. I mean, still, mate. It's a poor draw. Do you know what I mean? So, and that's Switzerland as well. We're not talking about Switzerland. And that's with better players. Well, I don't say better, but in terms of you've got your Kane back. Yeah. But it's just another question. Like, Kane is not really doing much. You play that same system. It's not making a difference. But what do you do? I don't know, because yeah, in against Switzerland, that was that four-two-three-one, and again, maybe we could talk about a little bit of ring rust, and you know, a lot of these players haven't played for a few weeks. Yeah, like, but so have, some of the other teams haven't. Yeah, that's true. Portugal that's true, haven't, yeah. and they seem to get you know, and even Netherlands seem to just about pull it through. Um, I think yeah, you're gonna have to go. It ha- it does have to be some kind of basic because there's no creativity, and also if you're talking about your your the actual central midfielders. Is there that much speed there as well? Like Barkley's not that fast. Declan Rice is all right. He's got he energy. Can, but it's not yeah, really it's pacey. not. It's not really pacey. Mm. Delph has got no legs. Henderson, he ain't got. He ain't known for his speed like that. So you're not really gonna hit them. You're not really gonna hit them by like. It'll be interesting it to see because as it stands, we've seen what happened in the World Cup. We've seen what's happened now. Southgate will need to just have a look and know that he needs to change a few things around. Well, we know what's going to happen now because what? They're playing the likes of Kosovo and Bulgaria and uh, who else is there? And the Czech Republic in the European qualifiers. So they're going to win all of those games and then everybody's going to have the belief again. Well, that's the thing. It's a while before the next tournament. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It depends on how he... Because even if you win those games, this is not going to see through the tournament. Yeah, but... That's what I'm saying. If it, By if, that time, who would they have in there to actually make a difference? Yeah. Would they now think, you know, screw it, let's put Madison in there as a number 10 because he actually utilised that role. At that time, you might need to make those decisions because you realise the players you've got are not actually doing the job. But it's the same cycle for England. Like They will win all of these games so they'll figure whatever we did in these games is good enough. And By the time they get to the tournament, they realise it's not good enough. They might try a little something different in a in a, in a group game and then... They they basically they flop because they're not used to playing like that. They're gonna play a certain way against all these teams, so they won't even have time to practice a new system for the actual tournament. So yeah, like you say, he needs to make the changes now before what was it September the next round of games and see what he's doing. But it's true though, you have got new guys coming. Like you know, do you want um, do you want to bring Madison in, um, Alexander Arnold? Bring him in to, to freshen oh, up that side. That like, last game. No, yeah, yeah. That's but I think but in but the next in couple of years, in the next yeah, couple of years, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Because we'll Walker, kind of Walker seems to be making a few mistakes. Even for Man City, you've seen it, where he's made a few mistakes. So yeah. I think, yeah, he's slowly coming out of that team. But obviously, onto the final. Oh, no, actually, the Portugal-Switzerland, that semi-final. Because that was arguably a better game than the final. It was. Um, I mean, I think Portugal played better in the final, but that was a, was a better game. Obviously, that was, you know, uh, we saw vintage Ronaldo. That's that's what it was, the Ronaldo show. Switzerland didn't play badly. In fact, they probably had the better of the better of the first half, but Ronaldo. Switzerland is, you know, they, they I would say they're similar to Portugal in, in the um, fact that with the... The teams they have, in terms of they have decent players, but Portugal have Ronaldo. They've got someone like Bernardo Silva. Yep. 
you know, the, the goalkeeper, is that Rui Patricio? I think, Still yeah. Still banging it. Yeah, yeah, you know, Rui Patricio is a keeper. Yeah, 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 yeah. In there. So, but the main thing is Ronaldo. I mean, for, how old is he now? 34, 35? 35, Man, yeah. And, you know, still banging in goals. Even that, that last goal, step over, side, side, and then just... Nah, he's still doing it. It was a madness. And um, you think this is Portugal? This is a team that no one thought. I mean, after they won the Euros. Yeah, and then that's I mean, it. it was a surprise. Like, okay, their defending was like, look at their team. What do you expect yeah. them to do? And then, you know, they're coming to this and, you know, who do they beat to come? They beat Italy and Poland. No slouches, no slouches. I mean, but then that's the thing. Everybody said after the Euros, they was like, nah, they won't, they won't do it again. That was a bit lucky. And now they've done it on this competition, all right? It's not as, you know, it takes place over a longer period of time, whatever, whatever. But you beat who's in front of you and they've done it. And like you say, Ronaldo's again, you know, proved on the big stage. A little bit anonymous in the final, but those three goals. Like, yeah, you know, you had a free kick again, so vintage Ronaldo you had like a one-touch banger like Ronaldo and then you had the stepovers like everything that he has made a career out of doing all in that one game mm. um, and like you said yeah it just comes down to the fact that Switzerland's stars are not as good as <laughs> Portugal's and their average players are a little bit less average than Switzerland did you see that Madame VAR stuff <laughs> where Portugal mm. I think no Switzerland I think got a pen Oh yeah, they got a yeah. pen and it went down the other end. Portugal got a pen and then they brought it back from Switzerland. Oh, yeah, 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 that was mad. But they did that in the World Cup. I think it was was it Japan or Korea? It happened in the World Cup. Say I don't, um, I can't even remember the two teams. But penalty at one end, wave away. I think no, they went down the other end and scored a goal. And, they took it and then to they the took it back to the penalty and they disallowed the goal. It might have been. Po- I can't even remember the two teams, but um, that was a bit of a madness, and it, I was kind of wondering why. But it's good. I mean, it kept the game going. Yeah. It's like, actually, no, it was a pen. Someone in the background says, yeah. you know, bring it back. That's the thingy. And that's the thing. It doesn't always have to be that the, the players are standing around waiting for the decision to but be that, made. Yeah, but that's the known thing that I got. It's when players afterwards are going to, you know, the middle of the pitch. I don't know whether there's a screen there or they're just talking yeah, to the manager. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, what's yeah. going on? we got a pen. It's like, shut up. The referee has made up his mind. <laughs> yeah. This is what's been made. There's no, you know, argument about this. Just get the ball over there and let them take the shot, but... So you saw the final? Yeah, bits of it. I, yeah, you know what? Same. <laughs> it is weird because I, I genuinely thought Netherlands would win. Oh, so did I? Yeah, Obviously yeah. Because I of the whole Ajax factor, because of the whole um, younger, fresher team, Champions League, Ronaldo yeah. and Van Dijk. You know, you've got the lit who's like the biggest or promising centre yeah. back. You've got Van Dijk who's saying it's more solid out here. You know, you've got this re- rejuvenated sort of blend in this Ajax team. You've got the pack who's banging goals for fun. <laughs> you know, so they look like they'll be the team. But, but it was a very good goal, though, to, to you know, yeah. it was a good goal to, to win, to beat them. Um, assisted by Bernardo Silva, who ended up getting player of the tournament. That guy. Yeah, he's a player, man. He's a, he's a he's coming to his own. Like when he first got to the city, I thought like ah, this guy's just gonna be and average. Lo- and a lot of people said that like this guy is gonna be sick. And I was like, mm, no, I, but I thought he was gonna I'm be sick. average. Where did like, he come after, from? Uh, was it, it's not Shakhtar, was it? Uh, no, was no, 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 no. Was it Shakhtar? Was what? he one of the? Yeah, he was one of the Monaco because it was when everybody was yeah. leaving. Everybody was was linked to to people from Monaco, wasn't it? Mm. Now I thought when I first saw him play the first few times for City, I just thought I was like, nah, this guy's not gonna make it. He's not gonna make it at this team. But yeah, because he was in and out a few times. Yeah, and then when Pep started changing his position, like because you know he was playing out and out on the wing before, and then Pep started moving him inside and forward and backward, and I was like, nah, it's done. This mm. guy's never gonna make it. And 
Boy. And you forget he's still young though. He's 24. Yeah. He's only 24 and he's... he's uh, yeah, he's killed it. He's killed it. He was. He was player of the tournament. Um, people saying Ronaldo wasn't too happy about that. I don't know. Did you see that footage? I think they just caught Ronaldo. I don't know what I was talking about, what I was looking at, but you just catch Ronaldo at a moment and his face is just looking a bit screwed. But I don't think he's he's unhappy for, for, for Bernardo Silva for winning it. Ronaldo wants everything. Of he, course he does. He wants a landmark for everything. So, I mean, even in Real Madrid, we used to see him, like, when another person... When Bale used to score. To score instead, of, instead of squaring it for the tap-in. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah, Bale yeah, scores, yeah. even that celebration, he's not celebrating. And when he scores, he's, you know, calling everyone to come and give him a hug. Come, when come, come. he's like, oh, just, no. Yeah. Quick thumbs right, up. mate. <laughs> I'm not coming over there. Like, I'm too big for you. Do you know that kind of thing, so... Oh. But he did it, and obviously, like... They they did the top four goals of the competition and he was three of them. <laughs> um, but that that's one thing you mentioned before. Is this competition even important? Because that, yeah, this is yeah. the question here. Because if your top like four or five goals is from the last two games, is this just for the semi-finals and the finals? Is this for the whole flipping competition? But that's what I wanted to check cool. because I think it was just out of the. It seems like a weird thing to do, but I think it was just out of the last, last four, the games. last four games, like, or maybe even yeah, maybe it was from the quarters onwards or from the semis onwards. Mm. But it was, um, yeah, I, it, I think it was. I think it said Nations League finals goals, so I think it was okay, just okay. from oh, the, so the I think, finals. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't notice that until until the end. But how oh, do you have a Nations League finals goal when? But that's what I'm saying. When there was a whole wealth of competition, but again, people, most people have forgotten the earlier stage of the competition now because it goes over such a, a yeah. But then a that's why period. you bring it back. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I think, but this is the problem. Like you're saying, is it a serious competition? I think it's only a serious competition if people think it's a, like there's nothing that UEFA could do. Think it's important because Holland, Portugal, England. Oh no, I mean, I mean the general view in public. Mm-hmm. Like maybe, yeah, maybe if the if 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 teams are putting out full strength squads yeah. and really going for it, maybe they'll start seeing it like that. I don't know. If the public took it like that. No, but they didn't, and I'm saying, what can you do to convince the public to make it seem like the only man? The only thing I can think I of mean, is come that. on, um, who was it? France just won the World Cup and they went out to Holland. It was between, well, yeah, but they was like that was that was they weren't they didn't do well in that in that whole in that in that whole period of yeah, time. That's they what I mean, but well. to take it seriously, you have to think, okay, France, the World Cup winners, they're there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. These yeah, teams yeah. are like Holland, Switzerland. I mean, Switzerland shouldn't be there. They beat yeah. Belgium. There's Belgium and Iceland in their face, but I mean, yeah, yeah, Holland, yeah, France, yeah. Germany is a tough group. <laughs> it These three should is, straight is. away be in this competition if it was that deep. If it was that, yeah. And I guess, again, like I say, a couple teams got caught at the wrong time, but maybe next time around they will. Because, again, I think people see it as glorified friendlies. And maybe the, mm, maybe the countries definitely. do see it like that as well. What I don't know what UEFA have to do. Do they start need to make the prize a little bit more serious? You know... Is there? Do they need to grab more perks? Because what is it? Do they like? Do you qualify for Euros through this? The winner no, disqualifies or some some extra thing like that. But I mean, at the end of the day, a trophy is a trophy, right? And you know, I would say, what is this? This is like what is this? The FA Cup of international competitions? I don't know. But I think maybe in time it might do. If it starts, if the games start getting sick, we start seeing some banging goals. People start getting behind it, but it's a bit too spread out. And you, like, say you forget about it. How long ago was the how long ago was the last round of matches? Was that at the beginning of the year? End of last year? Mix, yeah. But even with that, I guess in terms of for the players, maybe not the fans, but the players, it's a trophy. So they'll take it. Rather than playing internationals like um, random internationals, we've won a trophy. 
Yeah, but that's, that's it for the winning team. Yeah, and now they could go on like, look, I've won another trophy. People already giving their little shots, or pop shots at Messi, like Ronaldo's exactly. Ronaldo's won, but then that's it because that was the argument I saw. Everyone's like, "Oh, Messi, where's your next international trophy?" But then all the Messi fans were like, "That's not a real trophy." Mm. So I don't know. Let's we'll see what the future holds for it. Like obviously we weren't around for the first World Cups and Euros and stuff, so we don't know how the world reacted to it back then. Maybe it was the same thing; it wasn't taken that seriously, but international competitions the allure of an international competition was the fact that you got to see teams and players that you never got to see usually and that's not the case now obviously I mean I haven't watched many of the uh, Euro qualifiers so far this this first round of games but I was watching the Women's World Cup this weekend you seen any of the games? Mm, a couple here and there but <laughs> we, we literally just finished watching Argentina, Japan oh, Jesus Christ you know what um, from what we've been seeing and from what my betting stats were saying Japan should have won that game, but it was just poor football, man. Japan should have won that game comfortably. It was a very poor game. It was a very. Poor, I mean, I've watched a few games now. I watched. I watched Germany versus China. I watched Brazil, Jamaica. I watched uh, England, Scotland, and then just this one now. Um, Brazil, Jamaica was interesting because obviously Jamaica newly formed team, first time in the World Cup. You could kind of, you could see they were they weren't that great. But Brazil Brazil took advantage. Obviously it was three nil, but they could have taken more. Germany, China was a bit dead. England were a bit lucky to get away with with the the, the points from the game. Scotland were coming back, boys. Scotland were coming back. But, but they took the points, top of the table. Japan obviously drawing, so yeah, they're, they're nice right now. Japan and Japan are the favourites. So if they yeah. if they if they're ahead of Japan, but yeah, overall, and this is the first. I mean, I've watched women's football before. I've caught international games before. I've caught a couple club games here and there, but I think it's still got a, it's still got a little bit of a way to go. It's in terms still, of the quality of the game, definitely. But yeah. I mean, and this is like, not like oh god, women's football. I'm not comparing yeah. it to men's football. I'm just saying in general, like in terms of being an exciting watch. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's players though. There's, I've seen some players that I think are, that are banging. Like Nikita Paris for England is amazing. Um, like, like some of the older heads, Eugenie Lasoma for France has, has been, you know, she's been good from day. Um, like Christiane, Christiane, I think is, I think that's how you pronounce it from Brazil. Mm. Obviously, Marta's injured; she's out. Um, there's some amazing top class players in there, but just overall, oh, and like. One of the one of the best players I've seen so far was the uh, Sydney Schneider for Jamaica, the goalkeeper. She saved a penalty. If it wasn't for her, Jamaica could have lost seven, eight nil. Like she was amazing. But I'm gonna continue watching. I'm just from that first game though. <laughs> Sorry, in terms it of just England. <laughs> think Sydney Schneider is like Jamaica Schneider. <laughs> oh yeah, she's uh, she's she's of the Caucasian persuasion. <laughs> American, yeah, a lot of the Jamaican team are because apparently they only reformed in 2014. Hmm. So obviously they kind of just went looking for anybody that had any connection to Jamaica. I think Sydney Schneider's like grandmother on her mum's side was Jamaican or something like that. So okay, okay. A lot of them are even like some of the. It's not even just the white. Like there's a lot of the black players are, are American born as well. But I just yeah the the one thing that I picked up was from watching England. Like, because what, they came third in the last World Cup? Mm. Like, I don't see them doing that again with that, what they just did against Scotland. Because Scotland, this is Scotland's first World Cup as well. And they gave a good account of themselves. But Maybe they'll pick up as they go along. You never know. Maybe. And I think there was a couple, I think there's been a couple injuries hitting them. And like the, the back line is, is a bit makeshift at the moment. But 
We'll see what happens. Like I said, I'm going to continue watching it. I'm waiting for the knockout stages. Well, the, the plus for the women's football is obviously the numbers have gone up. Like, you yeah. see more people at the stadium and that. England-Scotland was the most watched women's game in history. Mm. Um, and the thing is, I think maybe I'm being overly critical because, you know, it's the group stages. People, you know, the group stages are all kind of lightweight now in any competition. It's not until you get to kind of like the last game and, you know, your qualification depends on you winning that things ramp up. So we'll see what happens when it comes to the knockouts and some of the big teams start playing each other. Yeah, as a sense, there's a lot of teams left to play. But I think, this is my little prediction, the main teams, obviously, I'll take France. Yep. Probably Brazil. Yep. Um, to some degree, maybe the USA women's team, but I'm not so sure. I'm yet. not, yeah, not too sure. On but them that's yet. it. Those are the main three. If I was going to add another one, maybe Netherlands. Um, Those yeah. are the teams I'll be looking at. I think France, to me, are favourites. Brazil, if they can kick it up a gear... Um, yeah like I say England and Japan I don't see, again maybe Japan will kick it up again maybe England will but from what I saw in those first games no but if if Japan couldn't get a goal against they got two shots <laughs> two shots <laughs> against Argentina who were uh, they really should have scored a goal but it's just Argentina don't look like they were going anywhere I mean the odds for Argent, um, Argentina to win at the beginning of the game was um, 19 to 1 like, <laughs> that's high as Freak. So yeah, boy, I, I just I just don't think they're up to it. And if you have got that French Van Dyke <laughs> scoring in Barbados, oh, basketball. what's her name? Wendy. Uh, I can't remember her last name. Wendy. Wendy something. Like she banged two goals as well as a central defender. She got. She is Wendy actually Renard. Van Dyke. Yeah, that's it, Renard. She is actually Van Dyke levels with those headers, bro. She is same actually position, same skin tone, same hair, <laughs> same flipping celebration. She, bro, she modelled her game and her look on Van Dyke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I think France. I do think France has still got too much in the bag. I think they'll take. I think they can take the um, take the whole competition. I would like to see it as well. Like again, I like La Sommer. She's a, she's a really good striker. She like like say, I don't follow women's football closely closely but she's always been a player that I've liked to see okay let me the France team this is just yeah, friendlies on. and whatnot the last three four five six seven eight games yeah including the game against South Korea they've only lost once to Germany yeah yeah exactly but they've won it this team is mad and that was the thing about Brazil as well when I was watching the Brazil game I meant to look into it but apparently like they were coming off the back of like a nine game losing streak wow. I don't know who that was against but apparently that was um and obviously, you know, it was it was Jamaica, but they needed that. They needed the last that. win was against Japan, and then they just lost all games. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. And but what what who have they played? Like anybody have they played? Have they been France, England, Canada? But most of these games have been away. Away, okay. The only- Canada aren't bad. Yeah, but I mean, Japan was in there again. Yeah, okay. You lose to Japan. That's that's not Spain, terrible. Spain, Scotland. They lost to Scotland. They lost to Scotland. Jesus Christ! All right. All right. Scotland, no, no, that means that means you have to put respect on Scotland's name. That's why they gave England such a problem. Yeah, and I or, guess or also Brazil are oh, actually actually no because they still have Marta. They still I have Marta. I thought she retired. Yeah. You just said like no, nah, no, nah, she's injured at the moment, so yeah. she hasn't. She, I think she missed so the if first you got Marta game. And you're you're not beating Scotland, then boy, you got problems. But we'll see. Like we say, I'm waiting for the knockout stages. That's when it gets you know. That's when it gets really interesting. I think that's when we'll see some some great games. So, and then, you know, at the end of it, we can sit back and we'll we'll give our overall view. Shout out Phil Neville, trying to use them Fergie tactics on the women. And uh, trying to use that Southgate waistcoat. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, damn it. All right, so obviously the biggest, kind of big news outside of the competitions, Hazard. 
Yeah. Obviously, last week we were talking, it was like, oh, Abramovich is not going to... He's not going to let him go. <laughs> he let him go straight away. AKA Cash, what's going on? <laughs> um, and the stories, it varies. It's between, like, you know, some 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 saying, like, it's as low as 88 with the add-ons. Some saying it's, like, 110 with the add-ons, whatever. I think it'll go up, but... Yeah, yeah, obviously, depending on up, performance. But... but I don't know what the initial figure is. Yeah. Maybe it is that 88. Um, I mean, they're not messing about. Uh, so they bought Luka Jovic as well. Now they've got Hazard... Apparently, the deal for uh, Mendy is almost done, and a couple of other guys who who escape me now. But they're really going in, and they're getting their guy. But it's going to be interesting because, obviously, with Hazard, a lot of people put him up on the pedestal of being that top tier that he is Messi and Ronaldo levels. He's just not been in the team. You know, the instability of Chelsea has held him back. So now, with a newly revamped Real Madrid team, with you know three-time Champions League winning manager, we're going to see what he can do. This has got to be very interesting, I'll say, because with Zidane, it's that old Real Madrid model where you've got Ronaldo, Bale, Benzema. These are powerhouses in yeah, these yeah, positions. Yeah. Modric, you know, Cruz, or was it Casemiro? Yeah, Casemiro. Yeah. Having defensive. Who was their defensive mid? Anyway, don't matter. I was thinking of Danilo, but... I was going to say Alonso, but that was time ago. <laughs> you, you know, players like... Yeah, yeah players of that so ilk. Yeah. with players like Hazard or even Jovic, they're more interlinking type of players. Like, it's like a Sancho almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, those yeah, kind of players. Yeah. So, it's going to see how he works it, because that's more or less... Hazard is more, I think, more of a Barca type player. Than, <laughs> Individual brilliance. So, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, in this... Yeah. Zidane has a lot of work to do. Lucky for him... The, the, the Spanish league is not that tough. <laughs> He'll have a lot of time to get it right. Yeah. You know, so even if Barcelona games. win the league, they can focus on like one game, Champions League, take it game by game. Yeah. Win those games. But you've got that, that spread of type of player because if they're still, you're still trying to get rid of Bale. So definitely that mm. kind of winger mm. type football is going out the window. So you, now you can bring in the players like um, Isco if he still keeps him. Yes. Isco, the Essentials. Because they all those sort of intertwined, interlinking type of players. They can't play the typical, give me the ball and I'll work my magic and cross it to you, like Ronaldo or Bale. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's now got to be more of a team effort. Yeah. The interesting thing about it, though, one thing I'll say, when uh, Iguain first got to Chelsea before he ran out of breath, like (laughs) him and Hazard were interlinking quite nicely within the box with little touches of passes. So I think, again, now that he's got a higher caliber of player around him will we see him unlock things that weren't there before will he finally be able to play as a false nine or will he be able to move inside and to the right and switch it around it'll be interesting um yo quick sidebar on it though the gareth bell thing did you see that news that came out earlier today Um, again it's complete it's rumors but um apparently they're looking to load him to manchester united that's the only way they can get rid of him i heard that was linked maybe wrong but linked to pogba Either that or what, Zidane. That, yeah. There's two things here because I think Zidane just wants to get rid. So that's one. The second thing is they may want Pogba. But it's a case of they just want to get rid. So it's like who wants him? Maybe Man United. So yep, they probably take him because we need someone on the left or whatever. That's what they're yeah, 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 yeah. Or if they can think of trying to make a deal with someone like Pogba because Zidane wants him and you know, that kind of stuff. They'll try and make a deal work. But I think Zidane just wants rid. So he wants rid, but he's not going to... like. I think a loan is the best thing that he'll be able to get. with A loan with an option to buy. Because basically, no one's paying those Gareth Bell wages for a guy that might be injured for 
60% of the season or whatever, you know, mm. he'll get what they'll pay like, you know, 60, 40 split on the, on the wages. So he'll get a lot of that wage bill off. Gareth Bale will go to United. So now he's not in the team. He doesn't have to worry about him. He doesn't have to worry about him messing up the dressing room karma. Mm. On the United side, United could take a chance with none of the, you know, outside of the loan fee and the portion of the wages that they'll pay, which would be nowhere near his full wages. They could take a chance on him. If he spends most of the season injured, they didn't make that much of an outlay. If they can keep him fit for the season and he bangs, then maybe they buy him. Maybe they don't. They send him back. So maybe if it was to be something that was to happen, it would probably be the best thing for both teams. Mm. But... Again, it's just rumours and stuff right now, but it's just uh, it's an interesting to see a player of that calibre as a possible loan target. <laughs> but, you know, I rate Zidane. He's come in and he's set up what yeah, yeah. the things he's been there already. Yeah, he knows. So he, he kind of had his plan anyway. And now it's like, okay, let's continue the business. So they set up that line where it's like, this, this guy's coming out, this guy's coming out, these guys coming in, and then they spend what? Things about... Three forty million or something already. Three hundred and forty. Yeah, 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 Hazard, yeah, yeah. With, with Hazard, Jovic, Mendy. What's going to happen? Rodrigo and well, Mendy's Mendes. Gonna happen, yeah. yeah, I think Mendy's is confirmed now. So is I mean, it confirmed now? Yeah. Well, so so it said. So I mean, that's three players straight away, which is similar to what United should be doing. Sign a player. They've only signed one player, but it's what United should have done in two thousand and fourteen. United, <laughs> Arsenal, obviously Chelsea can't do anything at the moment with their their ban still happening. City, uh, you mean? No, Wait. Chelsea as well. They're banned because they, they're yeah. trying to appeal. Well, Arsenal could do so. Like, no, they, they can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, City United and Chelsea. United. Yeah, United. Oh, United, United and Arsenal, Arsenal can, Chelsea but Chelsea can't. can't. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. City, yeah, yeah. City also possibly could have a. Well, theirs is more of a ban in Europe. Yeah. Champions League for I think it's a year or two years. So that's mad because of the financial fair play. I think it is. Yeah. Um, and, but they're trying to appeal this. But if I that happens, that'll be mad. That'll be amazing. <laughs> What, if they get banned? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be hilarious. But also, I think that um, the Chelsea one might get delayed for like a year. Because what they've done, and I think they they left it till the very, very last minute, till like the deadline of when they could take it to the Court of Arbitration for Sport. So if the Court of Arbitration for Sport, that's probably going to take a couple of months. And basically, the ban will be shelved until they come to a decision. Sure? But usually with the Court of Arbitration for Sport... Once it goes to that highest level, the they won't uh, you won't get the penalty until they get a until they come to a decision, and so if they came to a decision, it would probably be from next year. It does say that in, going back to City, I'm pretty sure it says that it looks uh, it looks likely that their appeal might fail um, because they're not allowed to appeal against this type of this type of ruling. So. Um, the precedent for that is uh, Milan, who they got a two-year, they you two-year ban from European competition, which was overturned, but their uh, their court of arbitration for sport appeal was dead because it couldn't it couldn't happen. I don't know how they got it overturned in the end, but it wasn't through that avenue. Taking it back a little bit, going back to Real Madrid. Obviously, did you see Christian Eriksen? Uh, I can't remember when it was. Is it after Champions League or before? It might even have been before Champions League, where basically he's like, "I'm ready for something new." He was, he was very careful. Ready for pastures new. <laughs> he was very careful to be like, "I'm not saying I don't." He's not saying like, "I want to leave Tottenham or like, I don't want to be here." But if a new 
if somebody was to come and offer me something new, then I would, you know, I would welcome the opportunity. Kind of putting himself in the, the window because, you know, the, the Madrid rumours have been there for a while. The thing that I found interesting about this was, uh, my my question is, could we see players leaving Tottenham because they think they've gone as far as they can go? Well, if you look at the obvious ones that they've stated, well, I'll say obvious ones, I'm just going to pick that one, Trippier. Yeah. Trippier, they're looking to move him out. Yeah, but Trippier's what, he's like, what, is he 30 now? He's Trippier's old now, isn't he? He's like 29, 30 now. I think he's in his late 20s, but even with that, Tottenham are not a team to be moving out players like that. No, no. he has been his, their main right back for a long time, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, we don't need you no more. Yeah, but they got what? They got Walker, they got the, the next the next Carl Walker in it. Trippier's 28, he'll be 29 in September. Be, but, yeah. um, but with Tottenham, like, someone like Ericsson, definitely you could see that because... He's a top class player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a top class player. Everyone's known he's been a good player. I don't know how. I don't know how Tottenham end up getting these class players. But anyway, yeah. But when they got him, yeah. I mean, he was actually class for Ajax, but yeah. still, yeah, yeah. So, so someone like him, you can see him wanting to move somewhere else where he possibly will win the league or Champions League. So, if it's not in England, which it probably won't be, then yeah, why not? Someone like Harry Kane, where is he going? You're not the going same. anywhere in London. He's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere and in the Premier go League. Below yeah, exactly. You won't go like to United or Arsenal. So, no. but again, if somebody on the continent comes for you, like but then that's look, it. But my point is, who else is there to leave? The only other person is Son, but Son seems like a Son. loyal dude. He's not yeah. running away unless yeah. he's that. Yeah. He doesn't. He's um, probably ambitious, but not on that level. He's just happy to play that kind of player. But then for me, it was just like my my thoughts were obviously they're not winning the league anytime soon. I don't care what how much optimism people have Tottenham fans have like the gap between uh, City and Liverpool for them to get past City and Liverpool is not happening in the next two seasons Um, definitely not next season Champions League they made the Champions League final and while you could look at it as heroic they battled back against Inter Milan they battled back against Barcelona they battled back against Ajax and you know they, they battled back against Man City on the one hand, it is heroic. On the other hand, it shows that they cannot dismantle teams as is needed to win a Champions League final. And mm. I don't think they, they can't get that run of... like I'm not going to say it's completely luck, but they can't get that favourable run again. Like, so I don't see that... They're not making... like Do you see them making Champions League final next year? I mean, we know anything can happen, yeah. but... I don't think they'll make the final though, because I think no, but that's what I'm saying. More final. teams are going for going going hard for it now. But that's what I'm saying. So if you're looking, if as a Tottenham player, you're like, well, we're definitely not winning the league, probably not winning the Champions League. Where go? And again, maybe it is on the because yeah, he's been there for a long that's, time. But that's the thing, though. What were you saying before this? You remember you said that I think it was last week about them overachieving. Yeah. So if you weren't even looking at the league on the Champions League, <laughs> you were lucky to get there. <laughs> They need to circle their belt buckles. Bro. Yeah, but they, but that's it. But did they do they see it as overachieving? I, I looking outside as a as a as a football as, as somebody watching football, I'm like they're overachieving. But they're like you know every you know they they're like we're in the upper echelon now. They know they are. But like I say, maybe it is only Ericsson. I mean, what Ericsson's been there what like six years now? Like he's been there a long time, mm. and he's entering his prime now. What is 28 now? 27, 28. Yeah, around there. So he's entering his prime years now. If he does want to finish his career with trophies, then he's probably going to have to look on, look to move on. But again, I just wonder if things don't if they if they were to if they were to have this season again next season and the season after, who else is going to start looking at the door? Boy, 
Or if you move on to someone else, they can look at players like Lalana, who <laughs> said he's not leaving Liverpool. But he's the guy of pain of Liverpool. Bro. Is that his choice or not? It's not. But that was my first question. It's not his choice, bro. Like, there's no way they're keeping him. Like, it's not even to say Lalana. Like. Did he contribute? I mean, I think he scored a goal here or there. I think maybe yeah, he helped him he in a League Cup though, game. He, but that's the point, bro. That's the point. They could get rid of him and bring, they could bring for an academy prospect that would have more of an impact than he did last season. Like, you know, they're, and Liverpool, like, you know, now, all right, they won that Champions League. They're going for it hard. Like, they're going for the Premier League hard now. That's the next step. Mm. they got to get rid of some of that dead weight. Like, I don't even know if man like Shakiri is safe, bro. Like... <laughs> Shakiri, I don't. He, well, he's old. He's yeah. I mean, he's, he's thirty. Now. Yeah, he's, he's 30, so yeah. I mean, he should be happy to just sit back. I mean, he got a Champions League medal for doing nothing. So. No, no, he got a Champions League medal and he helped them earlier on in the season. Mm. But like I say, you could get Lalana. You could bring somebody in. You could bring a potential in for Lalana. Lalana's not a potential now. He's not going to get any better than he is. But you could bring for a youth prospect. You could make way for a new signing, and you know from the business side of it, you free up his. I know he's not on mad wages, but you free up his wages, and you you put a little bit more money in the transfer chest. Like Liverpool aren't keeping him, bro. Like, but you know, fair play to the man to 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 show his loyalty to the to the team. He's he'll probably end up back at Southampton, to be honest. Why not? Still on transfers. Um, did you see that story of the Newcastle? Which one? No, when they released um. Oh, Modi Army. Yeah. That was a that was yeah. It was a surprising one for me as well because I know what he's again. He's another one getting on in 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 age in football terms, but he still played a lot of games for them last season. He played what like twenty seven, twenty eight games for them last season. Some some fans were not happy, but at the same time, I still think like he's thirty one. Yeah, but without somebody else secure. And, and to be honest though, the, the the what I asked a couple of Newcastle fans their opinion. And they said Longstaff could do his job and he could do it better. I didn't know Longstaff was a defensive guy like that. I've not seen him play too many times. But if Longstaff is what he's cracked up to be and they're going to keep hold of him, then all right, you've got a replacement already there. I just thought it was a little bit cavalier to, to get rid of him because he, you know, he's a guy that's done a lot for the club and think, he's still got a bit to play. Yeah, I think it's one of them ones because it's like Declan Rice in a, in a way. He's, he started off and everyone's like, okay, actually, this guy has been doing the job. But whether or not he can actually do it, you week know... Week week out. Week in, week out. And also, with how the Premier League is going, if they're actually going to progress, yeah. they need to make sure they've got that experience. And Longstaff hasn't got the experience, but... Yeah, and again, that's true. And, you know... How about um, Shelby? they still got Shelby, no? But, like, for me, Shelby... He's, an, he's another guy that they keep hyping. Like, Shelby's... Shelby. People say they should put Shelby in the England team. Prof, he's a guy... He has moments... That's all it is. He has moments. No, he works hard. There's a few. There's a few times when I've seen him run a game, but it's never been in a major game or a big game. It's been a game where like they played against opposition that were off their off their form or whatever. For me, Shelby, again at his at his best, he's banging. But like, I mean, how no, long ago did he come back from injury and he still wasn't yeah, making the he, team? At the moment, he's 27, so really, he should be coming into his yeah. quality years. That's true, that's true. And maybe we'll see what he does next season. Maybe Shelby and Longstaff is going to be that midfield. They're going to be those those two guys. And Shelby's experience with Longstaff's quality, uh, his talent, is going to do it for them. But the other thing that got me, though, was, like, again, of the, like, a couple of the fans that asked, they were like, oh, we don't need to worry. We got that, we got that Arab money coming in. We can buy a replacement. And I'm like, 
the Arab money's not here yet. And if it does get here, it might not get here until until August, and you won't have time to buy a replacement. But I mean, I mean, he's got apparently Leeds United already looking at Diame, and he was he was a big part of the reason why Newcastle got out of the Championship. So maybe that's what Leeds need to push them forward and get get promoted next year. I just thought it seemed a weird choice when they didn't have a replacement. Even if you did buy somebody to be a backup to Longstaff. Especially when you know Mike Ashley's not the guy to put his hand in his pocket. Next league, next season's going to look lit, man. There's so many changes. You know, you know what's weird? I, say, I think I say this every season. end of every season. <laughs> yeah. Well, more so obviously because I'm a United fan because Fergie's left. Every season it's like, we've got more changes to, to happen. So whether it's Mourinho, it was Moyes, it was Louis van Gaal, it was like something new was happening. But in terms of the league in general, I mean, come on. For United trying to buy one Bissaka, it's like, they, um, Crystal Palace won 50 million. That's mad money. And you think, how much was Van Dijk for Liverpool? What? what was he? 70? 80? Exactly. 70, and yeah. we're, we're paying 20 million, um, just 20 million less for someone that's had a great season, but you're not sure what you're going to get. Is he going to win the Champions League, Europa? We don't know. The the problem it's is the thing is now, um, well, a you got your the other the first thing is as well like I think Van Dyke he wanted that move to happen so they they probably couldn't have squeezed any more money out. No, but even if even if Wan Bissaka wanted that move to happen, it wouldn't be forced out. It would never happen because yeah. Palace don't have to sell. This is the thing. No, but so that's it. Yeah, the there's league, so much money in the league now. That was my other, that was my other point because like back in the day, I was saying earlier. Oh yeah, you said that. In the yeah, chat. back in the day, like. You could grab a player off a lower league, uh, a lower, uh, a lower team. position team and for like a quick happy. 15, 20 mil, and they're like, "We need that money." They'll be grateful. They're self sufficient now. They don't need Look that at money. Because this Harry Maguire stuff. Because besides United, I think they mentioned Man City or someone. I think they mentioned eighty million or seventy for Harry Maguire. It was like it, it started. Yeah, it was like sixty, seventy million. And for Harry you're Maguire. watching for England. I'm like, don't pay that money. No, but that's the thing. Like, and as well, I think it's difficult to compare. I think it's difficult to compare prices of players based on their ability. Like you're saying, if Harry Maguire was to go to seventy million, does that make him as good as Van Dijk? No, but the circumstances are different. You pay what you think somebody is worth, and obviously the other the other club wants what they think that player is worth. So you could end up spending a lot of money on a dud. You could end yes. up spending, and you know. In a few years' time, like that's seventy million for Van Dyke. You're probably you're gonna see somebody paying like one hundred and twenty million for uh, Jeffrey Schlupp. <laughs> I don't know, like, but you know, you like I'm, I'm being I'm being dumb, but you know, you're gonna see people paying mad money for players that are gonna be seen as way less talented than Van Dyke, whatever it was. Look at Ronaldo, Rob. Ronaldo, I don't even think Ronaldo's in the top ten transfers anymore. In the top ten transfer fees anymore. Yeah, because he his was how much eighty. 80, yeah. Yeah, because I think Pogba took over for that. And yeah, then the problem, there's Mbappe's so many. And Coutinho yeah. all get, got higher and higher. But he's still one of, if not the best player in the world. After, yeah, because yeah, after Ronaldo, we're going to Bale, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You go into Bale and stuff like that. But to say that, Ronaldo, to say that you know, Bale costs more than Ronaldo, he's not a better player than Ronaldo. It's circumstance and the timing and, you know, obviously you go into inflation and stuff like that. So it is what the market is. I, I, I can't wait for the transfer window to close. I can't wait to see Actually, what happens. I want to see what happens in this the This is one thing that always comes up. Would you want the transfer window to close when the league starts or like at its normal time? You know what? Let's 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 shelve that. We'll have a discussion on that. Yeah, yeah. Let's have so you know what? Like next week or something, we'll yeah, we'll, we'll throw we'll throw yeah, that around. We'll, we'll throw that around because that's that's in, it's it's an interesting uh, 
it's, it's an, an interesting idea thing. that they, 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 it's, it's, it's been thrown on quite a few times yeah, in the I years. remember Wenger was the, Wenger, the biggest um, guy shouting about all the, the time the manager at the time what was his name now Belgian manager if he's oh Coleman yeah yeah Coleman was a, yeah 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 he was a big thingy for that yo so- did you hear the rumours? <laughs> Did you hear better rumours about Roberto Martinez going to Barcelona? That's now? what I was talking about. Martinez. <laughs> Martinez. Sorry, yeah, I'm thinking of uh, Netherlands coaches. Oh, yeah. Coleman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Martinez... Oh, yeah, Martinez did say that as well. He did, yeah. Wait, he's going where? Martinez was linked to the Barcelona job. Again, it was just tabloid talk. Oh, yeah, Martinez I saw that. Again. I saw that, but... Wow, that was hilarious, though. It's not possible. It's not that it's not possible, but you're like, really? The Wigan dude? <laughs> <laughs> dude. Nah, you know, I was going to put shade on Ole at United, but still. <laughs> yeah, that's true, though. It's he's, true, he's Ole at United, He is managing a big team, though, and he's done well with them. And obviously, the stuff that he did with Wigan, and, you know, they obviously see something in his playing style, but it's just, when you first hear the story, it's not a name that you would readily associate with that team. That's what just made me chuckle. But, like, you saw the football that Belgium played in the World Cup. It wouldn't be out of place in a Barcelona team. Be yeah, but he's going to be Spanish as well, so maybe they're just giving him that leeway. He's Spanish dude, he's managed yeah, these yeah. teams, you know. They need an overhaul though, so but whoever even, comes but in. But even with that, with Martinez, they not they don't Barcelona are not looking for a guy that's going to stay there all three years. Yeah, yeah. So technically, you're there for a year and a half if you don't do well, or a year, you're out. But it's more difficult. That's what I'm saying. I think it's more difficult this time because they need that overhaul. It's not a case of by one or two I players. Think also, to... the overhaul. Well, we'll see. Maybe. They need defenders. They need, they need, uh, yeah, but even they need with that, if they still have Messi, they're fine. Yeah, but the, again, Messi, they've only got, they need to start looking at. The problem they Messi. have, or they had Barca, was the left side in terms yeah, of Neymar. Yeah, yeah. When Neymar, yeah, yeah, yeah. Besides, I mean, Dembele hasn't been doing much, or he's been injured, whatever. I just, I don't read that dude anyway. But yeah, like I said before, I'll put Dele Feu there. But as it stands, Suarez, Messi, if you get one guy to fill in that left position, I think they'll be fine. For now, well, yeah, that, that's, yeah, yeah, that's in terms of attack, and then defense. Yeah. Obviously, they got work to do. But they got work, yeah. Defense, they got work to do. Midfield, they probably got a little bit of work to do as well. But we'll see what happens anyway. I think next season is going to be very interesting. I want to see how Madrid do versus Barcelona. Yeah. Uh, in terms of league positions, I think that's it. Okay, that's it for this episode. Join us again next week. We'll have more transfer stories. Game talk, Women's World Cup, I guess. Maybe some more yeah, Euros. Yeah, yeah. Some more interesting and games. anything else that comes up in the, the world of football. I've been Flows. BNF, Ben Filter. Peace. <laughs>